I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Hi everyone, welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. So excited to be here today. We are chatting with Amber Liliestrom and she is so fabulous. She's a transformational branding and business strategist, a writer and a speaker, just an all around inspiring lady. Um, we're talking about using authentic brand messaging for mega success, releasing your control freak tendencies because Lord knows I have those, saying goodbye to people pleasing, and saying no, not having to be a yes man to feel valuable and relevant. She's also telling us how she bought her dad a boat, which is just wild. She's clearly a very successful lady. So not going to lie, I am a little bit buzzed right now, not on alcohol, unfortunately, but on just the craziness of my schedule. Um, so yeah, I'm really pumped. I, we just, I just actually booked my Paris trip. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys even really know what I do, but <laughs> I have a job. Um, no, I have a business. Um, I am a business coach and I don't really talk about it that much because I'm really more on the spiritual side, but I work with clients like tap into their chakra energy while they're building their business. So I have this mastermind of like my highest level clients who are like making six figures and like killing it at life. Um, and I'm bringing them to Paris where we're going to sip rosé and do a little Eiffel Tower spiritual ritual and hang out at Hotel Cost. So yeah, super excited about that. If you guys have businesses and you're looking for someone, you're looking for that little chakra love um, to add to your biz, reach out. I never really promote myself or talk about myself. So this is kind of my half-dust approach at that. So let's get into my chakra tip of the day. Jade Rollers, M-G. Guys, I'm obsessed. They make my face look so plump and supple and vibrant and lifted. We all know what it's like to wake up with hangover face, droopy, red, sloppy looking. 
the Jade Roller really cleans it all up. Um, and I know, okay, also side note, sidebar combo. Um, I know that I was meant to do the Woo Woo Weekend episodes and like talk all about Jade Rollers. And I'm sorry, but I've decided I'm going to be a better podcaster if I stick to two episodes a week for now, for now. Things are just a little wild at Shocker Girl HQ and... Yeah, I'm just going to give you as many tips as I can in the interview question or the interview episodes. So Jade Rollers, let's get into it. Um, okay, so I don't know if you guys have heard of lymphatic massage, but basically water and like puffiness happens in your face. Like if you drink too much, if you have too much salt, if you don't drink enough water and it makes just kind of gives you that puffy, saggy look. So the jade roller actually, like the massage that you're doing on your face actually clears that out, especially like the under eye area. I just like take the jade roller and just go to town and kind of like bring the um, roller from my inner eye, like by my nose to, to my temple and like go back and forth and back and forth and just like focus on bringing everything towards the temple. Um, It helps like penetrate your product. So I do um, serum, moisturizer, oil, like obsessed with my products. And then I do the jade roller and it like puts it all into the skin so that it can go through like the dermal layer and actually, you know, soak in. It also just like lifts the chi of your face, (laughs) like just energetically the crystal, like jade. It's just like a very like nurturing vibe. So it just like really changes the energetic alignment of your face. And you know, your face is your moneymaker, girlfriend. You got to, you got to get the chi right. It promotes circulation and that like plumps up the skin. And I like to keep my jade roller in the fridge or the freezer. And then when you use it, it's got that beautiful cooling to it. So I have like a lot of redness in my skin. So the green of the jade and the cooling really calms it down and makes it like so much more nice and even looking. So you heard it here, guys, massage your face. It's also so meditative. So if you're someone who's like, oh, I'm like so busy. I don't even have time to meditate. I like have to get ready. Make this part of your getting ready. Make this part of your beauty routine where you just like shower, put your face stuff on, and then just like lay in bed and do your jade roller for like five minutes. Guys, only like not even five, like do two minutes. That's better than nothing. You're going to love it. So people ask like, what's better, jade or rose quartz? Because there's like a bunch of different ones. I prefer the jade. I haven't used the rose quartz because like I said, I have the redness in my skin and rose quartz is pink. So I feel like it's just not going to be good. Not like the color actually transfers onto your face or anything, but I feel like if you have like a yellow skin tone and you want more of like that flushed, like kind of, you know, rosy look, definitely do the rose quartz and it helps with heart chakra. Whereas, like I said, jade is more like cooling and nurturing. Um, so yeah, I personally prefer the jade. You can literally get them on Amazon, go to herbivore.com. They sell them as well, but they're often sold out, but check them out first. Um, theirs are like really good quality. And mine is just like a shitty one from Amazon. I think it was like $13. Like you don't have to like go all out on the jade roller. It it does its job. Um, okay. So one more quick note. I know I mentioned when I was going to be doing the woo woo weekend episodes that I would do a money meditation for you guys on the episode. The, the meditation is ready. I just need to record it and I'm super excited. So I'm going to give it to you guys for free. So just hold on and I'll get it for you. Just 
give me a moment, guys. Things are really, really crazy over here. And I'm going away to Toronto, New York, and Palm Springs. I'm going to have an amazing time and be refreshed and come home and have so much more amazing stuff for you guys. Anyways, let's get into the episode avec Amber Liliestrom. It's a really good one, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here with Amber Liliestrom. And yes, her name is Amber. Love her already. She is a transformational branding and business strategist, writer, and speaker. She's been featured in Entrepreneur and Working Mother Magazine and is the host of her very own podcast, The Amber Liliestrom Show. Um, And she helps entrepreneurs turn their passions into heart-centered brands and thriving businesses. Amber believes that branding is about honoring your deeper self and using it as your number one business strategy. And I'm all about that life too. She has such a gorgeous brand and is truly an inspiration to entrepreneurs and mamapreneurs alike. She's really doing it all. Welcome, Amber. Hello, my dear. I'm so honored and excited to be here with you today. Yay. So happy to have you. So let's get into our slumber party questions. What is your daily practice? Um, My daily practice is honestly just trying to be as present as humanly possible in every aspect of my life. Um, And so what what is required in order to do that would be... um, morning, a uh, morning quiet time. And it looks different pretty much every single day because I have a four-year-old who is like a koala bear and she likes to attach herself to me from the moment that her eyes open. And, um, I'm not, I'm not mad about it because she's four years old and she's only four years old one time. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, my ideal is when I can get, um, a little, a little beat for myself for just 20 minutes or so to just go inward, put on a little music, meditate, journal, um, connect with God and then get back into my day. I also move my body, whether it's running or walking, um, or kayaking or paddleboarding here on our lake that we live on, um, every day. I do some, something of that sort. Mm, lake life. So it's many amazing. great things. Oh my God. So much calming around a lake. Hey, there's mm-hmm. like Zen vibes. I love that so much. And glad that you're taking that time for yourself. That's so, so good. Do you use crystals or oils in your practice? Um, I don't know if I use them in my practice. I use them in my life. (laughs) Like I'm looking at my desk. It's like, I'm literally holding a a clear quartz in my hand as we're talking. Um, Mm. so I use crystals when I'm coaching all the time and my in feng shui with our family and just like the way that we support ourselves when we go out into the world. And we have a bunch of little crystals sort of by the door and our daughter likes to choose one and kind of, you know, have one on her person a lot, which is just so, so special. Um, and I do use oils. I use rose every single day. I use, um, different blends from different companies, um, that I, that I like that I buy from people and friends. And yeah, so the answer is yes, but it's not like, there's not like a, you know, sort of regimented way of doing it. Yeah. What's your go-to crystal? Um, my go-to crystal, I'm just going to say quartz right now because it's in my, it's in my hand, but I think amethyst is my, is my grounder. That's the one when I'm really needing to like find my feet. I'm just reaching for her. Same girl. (laughs) Love it. So, okay. A little flipping the switch. What is your worst habit? My worst habit. Hmm. Um, worrying, like getting anxious and 
creating these stories that just take me down the river, um, with myself (laughs) and, and yeah, so yeah, for sure. Worrying and, and creating stories about things that are just not even true. Isn't it kind of funny where our brains can go? Sometimes I'll be like, what if this happens or what if this happens? My husband's like, what? Like, why does your brain go there? Like, why are you wired that way? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I know. I know it's a thing. It's, I was yeah. gonna say it's an Amber thing. Yeah, it's an Amber thing. <laughs> I get it. I get it, sister. Um, what is your fave beauty or fashion obsession of the moment? Um, so I am a very proud, uh, area manager consultant with the company Arbon, and they mm. are, um, a botanically based, uh, health and wellness, skincare, makeup, um, product based company. And I'm just literally, in love with everything that they have. I'm, um, I'm vegan. And so all the products are vegan and it's just really fits into my lifestyle, my family, and they, they just make me feel beautiful. So I'm just, yeah. I love my Arbonne and ain't nobody taking it from me. I know I, I use the hair oil. Oh, beautiful. Um, yes. And I use it like on my skin too. And it smells mm-hmm. so good. And mm-hmm. I also use the eyeshadow. I, I like can't wear eyeshadow unless it's like, I mean, there's a few I can wear, but the Arbonne one is really, really good for me. Like it, usually my eyelids get like super itchy. Actually, mm-hmm. funny story, sidebar story. <laughs> I had like dry skin on my eyelids and I went to the doctor and I was like, I think I have emphysema. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, oh, do you smoke? And I'm like thinking like, oh yeah, the smoke could go on my eyelids. And I was like, no, I don't. But like, I didn't realize that was what it was from. He's like, well, yeah, it's in your lungs. I was like, no, no, mine's on my eyelids. And he's like, okay, that's eczema. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's hilarious. He, he didn't think it was funny. I was like dying laughing. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> so yes, if you have emphysema, emphysema on your eyelids, get the Arbonne eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, okay. So what is your guilty pleasure that you think good spiritual people don't do? Um, well, I watch American Idol. I'm obsessed Ooh. with, with American Idol. I am in, oh, in Nashville. So I am a, um, I'm a singer. Uh, it's what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was little, and I still want to be a singer. <laughs> and, still can. Um, yeah, and I do, and I and I do sing. I'm actually going to be singing at my event this weekend. Um, oh my gosh, which, that's so cool! Which nobody knows about, but by the time this goes out, then it'll be over, and so it's not going to be a secret anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm making like my debut on stage, um, like performing a, a song that I wrote uh, myself, and have a, an amazing, talented musician friend who's going to play the guitar. So is that, yeah, it's, oh, it's like, did you ever think you, when you were like in your nine to five job, did you ever think that you'd be singing on stage in front of a bunch of well, people? Well, okay. Fans? Yes. Because my nine to five job, one of the responsibilities when I worked in division one collegiate athletics was managing the national anthem singers. And so one of the things that always seemed to happen was the singers would be like sick or they wouldn't show up. And so I would just sing. Oh. And so I would sing the Canadian national anthem, the American national anthem, whatever they needed, I would do it. And so I actually used to sing in my corporate job too, which, um, and it was like really just warming me up, I think for, for this moment, which I'm so excited about. So my guilty pleasure would be Nashville definitely feels like a guilty pleasure because it's very much like a soap opera type. 
it, but but the singing's so good and it's like it's so captivating. So that would be mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if that's your passion, hundred percent. I, I have not started watching American Idol. I mean, I, it's too it's too. Oh, late to get into but it. let me tell you something. No, 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 it's not. You can not? you can okay. no. Let me tell you something. Katy Perry and Lionel Richie are like they are like spiritual teachers. I'm not okay, even exaggerating. Heard, well, I heard that she was talking about Reiki or something like and that. light and energy, it, but I heard yes. she was like saying it wrong, like calling it like Reiki or something. I mean, whatever, you know, tomato, tomato, but, uh, Lionel literally is like a soul whisper and you watch him when he's watching the, and they, they're so loving. Like it's, I just sit there and cry mm. and then I, and it's like the most joyful experience and I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying it so deeply. So I highly recommend it. Now I know a bunch of people are going to go watch American Idol. It's so much different yeah. than it used to be when Simon was on there being mean to people. It's yeah. like, they're like literally loving people. They don't make fun of people. They're not oh. being, it's, it's like, it's beautiful. Well, I, watched, <laughs> like, I watched like the last Simon was, didn't, didn't Simon leave though for the last couple seasons? Yeah, I didn't watch it after that. Okay, so I did, and it was, yeah, it was definitely even better then, so it must be even better now. And now mm-hmm. that I think about it, Lionel Richie, maybe that's why Nicole Richie is so free-spirited free spirited and boho yes. and cute and chic, because her dad was yes. all about Oh, it. Lionel, he's a, I'm telling you, he's like a guru. The things he says, and I'll I'll be like, did you hear that to my husband? Because my husband's now, like, sucked into the American Idol machine, too, and oh, he yeah. watches it with me. And he's like, you know, I'll, I just get so excited. I'm like, did you hear what, what Brother Lionel just said? Brother Lionel. <laughs> I love Guru Lionel. Okay. I love it. Amazing. So next question before we get into more about you, how do you re-energize after an emotionally draining day? Oh, I go out on the water a hundred percent. I go either walk by myself if, if the water is frozen, cause we live in New Hampshire. Mm. Um, but I go out, I mean, it literally brings me just, it makes me like want to weep just thinking about it because the water for me, is, I have such a spiritual connection for the re-energizing component of it. Yeah. I'm much more of like a ground, um, earth energy person. Um, when I was out of my, when I was out of alignment in my corporate job and like just coming back to center, remember like the worry anxiety thing, I was doing much more of like the fire thing, but that's not my natural state. My natural state is the earth, the grounded energy. And so I have to bring the water in for like creative inspiration and to also like sort of douse that tendency to get into the fire space with myself. So definitely go out in the water. So what would you say like for a fire person, what would a re-energizing thing be for them? Mm, Um, like a workout or like a yeah, run, like a hot yeah. yoga or like something like that. Yeah, I literally, I think, I think that would be it. Like maybe, maybe even eating like spicy food. Like yeah. I can't, I can't even <laughs> like relax, hot literally like toothpaste is spicy to me. Really? So yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But, um, so, so for me, I just know, and it makes so much sense that of course I was, I've been drawn my whole life to wanting to live on a lake, like so deeply, desperately, like desiring that and knowing and feeling connected to it. Um, and then we manifested this house in the most beautiful way. And so we are, yeah, we live here and we get to see the, the amazing loon out on the water. Anybody who lives in the more Northern area would know what kind of bird that is like these beautiful, like spiritual. Yeah. Oh, they're just incredible. And he, I have to tell you this quick little story. It was a week ago. I was getting ready to do, um, go record my intro video for the summit, um, my event. And, um, I was feeling like a little in a funk, like, you know, clothes and just, just doing that whole thing with myself. Mm. And I walked downstairs and I looked out in the water and trust me, I've been like a little child, like waiting for, you know, Santa to come for about a month now, expecting the loon to come back. I walked into the living room. I'm like, 
brushing my teeth or something and look out the water and the loon was right there off the shore. And I'm like, he came back. And I I started sobbing and like makeup draining down my face. There's a very deep, like spiritual story for me. My grandfather was a, um, uh, like a loon conservationist and used to like protect them in the lake that I grew up on. So the fact that when we moved here, we closed on this house, we walked out on the lawn after just like bringing our first boxes in and there was a loon off the dock. And um, we, a week or so later, I spoke to my neighbor and he said, Amber, I've lived here for 30 years. And I just have to tell you that there's never been a loon on this pond until you literally just moved here. Oh my God. And I was like full body chills. Yeah. And it was just such spirit coming through. It was my grandfather. I mean, I feel it's a connection to God for me. And so I go and paddle out to where he is and kind of hang out near him and just like connect to him and talk to him. And Mm. yeah, I love that so much. And that's actually just, I feel like everything you just said about, you know, your connection to the water and being more of like an earth person. That's Mm -hmm. just such a good tip because I've just never, I've really never looked at that way. I've always craved the ocean. Um, and I know that's like a sacral chakra thing for me and it's very like cleansing. Um, but there's something about like being, I live in BC. So there's like beautiful lakes and forests Mm. and everything around me as well. But there's just something about that, that just makes me feel home. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So you have a really interesting story and I love on your website, you say that you were born the day that your daughter was born and you quit your job and you started a business. Can you kind of share this experience with us and what was going on for you spiritually at this time in your life? Yeah. I mean, I was basically, um, I felt like I was like spiritually just, just disconnected, um, in my corporate job. There just wasn't, there wasn't space for me to really, um, talk about my soul or tap into it, uh, in a, in, in an outward way, in the way that I really knew that I wanted to. And, uh, my pregnancy was this invitation to get really honest about what was working, what wasn't. And my body was sort of like a mirror for that. And, um, I mean, this is just to give you how disconnected I was. And the day that I went into labor, um, it was the day before my due date and my husband was at work and it was like, I don't know, six 30 in the morning. And my typical routine was like, get up and immediately start like emailing my boss back because she was always emailing me things and asking me questions about things and like late night and in the early morning. And so I'm in my bathrobe and I'm like, Oh, I'm so pregnant, you know? And I get on the couch and I'm starting to have these cramps and I'm feeling, I'm feeling awful, like really bad. And mind you, never been in labor before, so I don't know what this is going to necessarily feel like. And so I, I text my sister-in-law, who's an emergency room nurse, and I ask her, um, so I'm having these cramps and it's like, feels pretty intense. Like, should, should I call my doctor? What do you think? She's like, how far apart are these cramps, Amber? And I'm like, well, I, about five minutes. And then she goes, right. So you're in labor and you need to call your doctor right now. So I call my doctor and she's, and she's, I literally, by the time I'm calling my doctor, I can hardly even like form sentences. I'm in so much pain and these contractions are happening. So I, she asks me, this is like such a reflection of what, where I was. Um, is there someone who can drive you? Because you don't sound like you're in a state where you can really drive right now. And I looked out the window and everybody was at work, like all the, like the good neighbors, the weird ones were home, but I wasn't going to ask the weird neighbors. So I just lied and I said, yep, my neighbor's there. Don't worry. I got it. Uh, and so then of course I get in the car Oh my god! in full labor, wait for the contraction to finish back out of the garage, drive, wait at the stop sign, drive, right? Like <laughs> to oh, get myself to the hospital. 
I drove myself to the hospital. Then I'm, I'm like, I walk up in there by myself. I, I texted my husband from the car. I'm like, I can't carry the suitcase. Can you get it when you come to the hospital? He's like, um, yeah, honey, go in the hospital. <laughs> I'm at the desk. I'm like signing in the paperwork. I'm holding on. She's like, do you need a chair? Like, I've got this right. Like I, I had, it. it was like everything. There was no space for God to take the wheel. There was no space for that. It was me white knuckle gripping my life. And mm. if I could control every single thing, even my labor process going into labor, then I felt safe. Mm. And so I was in for a really rude awakening. Um, <laughs> on that particular day of my daughter's birth, um, the, the labor progressed uh, at a pace that I was actually shocked. I couldn't believe it. I thought I was going to be one of those that like was in labor for 24 hours or whatever. Cause my mom had told me that story about myself a million times when she birthed me. And I was like six centimeters when I got there and it was like go time. And I pushed for four hours. And by the time, uh, I was done with that, I was like, I was done. I physically was, um, I had a fever. My daughter's heart rate was high. They said, we need to do an emergency C-section now. Like we can't keep doing this. And she was face up. And so there was just anatomically, it was like, she wasn't going to be able to come out. And so we went in for the C-section and within moments of receiving the spinal tap, they laid me down on the table and I realized, um, that my lung volume was just getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I had a bag valve mask over my face. It wasn't just like the little two things that they put in your nose with the oxygen. It was like a mask over my nose and my mouth. And a woman's hand was pumping the mask next to my face. Mm, kind of like the airline thing that comes down from the ceiling. No, it's actually more intense than that. It's okay. like, it's like a, it's a plastic thing. You've seen it on TV. Oh and it's yes. And they over your whole, yeah. yeah. And then they're pumping it. They're actually like controlling your breathing with it oh my because God. you, because I couldn't physically do it myself because the spinal tap froze my diaphragm mm -hmm. and I didn't have the ability to physically myself consciously breathe because it was, it was paralyzed essentially um, by the, by the anesthesia. And so um, so as this is happening, I am dipping and I can feel myself like dipping in and out and I went unconscious and I wasn't, I wasn't fully present in the room. I was, it was like dark for me. And the first thing that I felt in that space, Amber, was this deep burning sensation of just rage and frustration and this realization, it makes me really emotional, like this massive, massive clarity that I was literally not doing what I was put here to do. Just like massive clarity on just, you know, the, literally the words like you're Amber, you're not doing it. Mm. You're not, you're not even doing it and you know what you want and you're not doing it. And now here I am on the day that is supposed to be the happiest day of my life. Like the day that I've been looking forward to my whole life, right? My oldest dream was to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm actually going to get to meet my daughter. Mm. And so I'm in this space, I'm in this rage and this frustration. And the beautiful gift of that moment was that there was, there was nowhere to go from there except into a space of complete surrender. There was nowhere else to go in with that dead end of rage and frustration. And I was gifted this, this, this invitation in that moment at this like divine juncture to connect to the love that I had experienced in my life. And so I saw visuals of my parents. I saw my husband in my mind. I, whether I saw them physically or remote, I don't know, but I've, I saw them. I saw them actually in the hospital, like where they actually were at the time. I had visions of them and I felt completely overwhelmed with this sensation, like completely wrapping yourself up in a blanket sensation of love 
and appreciation and just deep, profound gratitude on a level that is hard to even put into words. And in that space, in that sensation, I also just had this moment of recognizing and acknowledging that no matter what happened in that operating room, that literally everything was going to be okay. And I remember having like saying to God in my, in my mind, okay, you know, if this, if this is, if this is your, this is what has to happen, you know, um, I, I surrender. And it was like, there was no fight left in me. It was no fight. It was just like surrender into love. Mm. And, and I felt so held. I mean, I've never felt so held like that in my life. I was just like, everything is going to be completely okay. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. And And probably because you had never surrendered. I (laughs) never always, Yeah. Like, I think that's such a good, a good tip for everyone too. It's like, if you're constantly trying to control everything and push everything, you're not, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to be held. Yes. Yes. And so, um, literally in that moment of surrender, it was as if a light switch had been flipped. Uh, my eyes opened, I was back in the room. Um, I was breathing on my own. The mask was off my face and the anesthesiologist yelled to the surgeon and he said, go, 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 go. And she started the procedure and my daughter was born. And within, you know, moments I, I yelled to them, I was like, get my husband. Cause he missed her birth because of all the stuff that was happening. And he came in and held her. And it was like this, this like, you know, transcendent awakening just happened for me. Um, this, as, as Abraham Hicks says about near death experiences, it was a, it was a quantum leap in consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's like you were on another plane or like on yes. another level. Yeah. And so I came, it's like it came, it took time to come into focus to really like um, catch up with and integrate what had that experience that had occurred. And then really, um, I love the analogy and the visual of like getting the chain back on the bike and then right. starting to pedal rather than when it's off and you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, I put the chain back on the bike and I was, I had the gift of a maternity leave where I got to go slow for three and a half months, which I'd never stopped ever in my life. I mean, I I remember days I would drive by the hospital before I was pregnant, before I was a mom thinking to myself, man, you know, if I could just have like something that's like not that serious, but like would give me some time to just have a break, then nobody could get mad at me or ask me to do anything because I'd be in the hospital. I literally Mm. would think that sometimes. Yeah. And, and wish for it in a way. And, and it's like, wow, that's literally how I was living my life. And I just thought it was normal. Mm. So you had this time now. So, you know, in the days, weeks, months after having your baby, when was the business born? Like, how did that, you know, did you already kind of know what you wanted to do and it was just a matter of doing it? Or did you have some kind of like divine download? How did all of that come to be? Um, it was a slow process that I, I realized had been happening years prior um, because I've always been really uh, fascinated and excited um, with and about the uh, personal development space. And um, I I was a high achiever. You know, I was a division one athlete. I was the captain of our team. I was always breathing life into people and helping people step into their greatness. It's like something I've been doing for a really long time. Um, but I had just had a script I was living by in terms of like how I had to do it in order to be good and worthy. Um, it was like, I saw how amazing people were, but I didn't give myself my own credits in that space. And I knew that the deepest work that I needed to do in this lifetime was to come home to myself, was to love and learn how to appreciate and love and, and celebrate myself. And so um, I was already sort of like on that journey 
And I made a declaration on December 31st of 2013, uh, the year my daughter was born, that by December 31st, 2014, that I would be I would be in my own business. I would be home full time with our daughter that I would have left my, my corporate career with on like really amazing terms because I love my job so much. And I love the people that I was working with. And I just, I really wanted all that to really come to come into focus. And so uh, about five months after that, so eight months after Ani was born, uh, I launched my business and I knew that I had to leverage my experience. So I worked in collegiate athletics, marketing and branding for 10 years and, um, and I was like fledgling starting with entrepreneurs and doing some things and doing a lot of free coaching for them in those like late nights and weekends. And, you know, time in between when I had time off from work, I started, um, just like offering my services, uh, online and Facebook and stuff. And, um, and my, I had my first client eight months after, uh, Ani was born mm. and I gave my notice <laughs> with that one client, which is kind of insane, but I was just so ready. And I knew that, okay, if I can work with one client, if one client is willing to pay me and she knows that there's value here, then, then I can work with two and I can work with three and I can work. And I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going because this is how it happens. Like, this is how we learn how to walk. It's like one step at a time. Totally. So did you have, you know, did you hire someone to help you? Like, like, did you like know about the online space or were you doing stuff in person? I just always find it so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like find out how people found their mentors. So I started working. So I joined B school in March of 2014. Mm -hmm. And what I found right away was that the curriculum, um, was not going to get me where I needed to go because I was so confused by it and overwhelmed by it because it's like, talks about things that if you don't know what opt-ins are and I, I didn't even know what these things meant. And then it's teaching yeah. me how to design a WordPress website. And I'm, I was so overwhelmed by it. WordPress is not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. That's why I don't use it. And yeah. so, um, I never have, no, me neither. <laughs> I'm like very passionate about that. Yeah. Me um, too. <laughs> and so in the, that time in the group, the B school format used to be, everybody was there. So all the alumni were used to be in the group with you not just like your class of people that you joined with. And so I ended up, you know, welcoming like this woman and I just connected and she ended up being my mentor and she didn't charge me. Like it was just like fairy godmother status. And we worked together. Um, and we just had coaching sessions like every week. And she was just, she just helped me with like, literally like she went out of coaching within like a year after that. I just feel like it was such a divine, like it, it was wild. Um, and she was amazing. And she helped me. She literally just like held the space for me to, to take those steps and to, to build that thing out. And really what, what she did was just like affirm my, she gave me confidence in what I already possessed yeah. and just reflected back to me. Like you have these skills, Amber, you already know how to build great brands. You already know how to even do it digitally. Like it's time to just step into it and to start just to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a huge, you know, having that support was just huge in helping me get it done in the timeline that I did. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I mean, I feel like that's what coaching is. Like Mm -hmm. the answers are all inside everyone and a coach just helps you find it within yourself. You know, it's not, you know, yeah, we're giving you some technical how to's, but the answers are, are in there. Right. And we can just see it more clearly because when it's, uh, you know, like with ourselves, we, it's, it's hard to see because sometimes you're just way too close to it. Totally. So you post it, obviously, you know, so you've had your baby, you eight months later, you've got this business. 
Um, and I know you posted recently about, you know, being a mom and the truth about being a mompreneur <laughs> and how there's like the mom guilt and how it's not always glamorous. Um, did you find that when you started your business that you kind of, did you carry any of those overworking tendencies or any of that with you? And how did you, how are you continuing to unravel them? Yeah. Oh, the anxiety was a way of like surviving. Right. So it was, it was, it's the groove. Right. And it's still to me now it's, it's, um, man, it's like, if you think about like percentage wise, I would say now that like 40, maybe even a little less than that percent of the time I reach for that as my coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and mind you also like anxiety has been a lifelong thing for me. Um, as a really young child, I was sexually molested and, Mm -hmm was in, you know, going to the court and testifying against my abuser. And so there's just like a lot of deep trauma fear from a very young age that I carried with me forever. And, um, being overly, uh, concerned or responsible for adults emotions was something as a child that I really adopted. And so even when I went into my corporate career, I did that with my bosses and with my coworkers. Um, it was like, I have to make sure everybody else is okay in order for me to be okay. I didn't learn that autonomy, um, and growing up. And so that's a a new skill that I've learned as, as a, you know, really in my thirties, um, when I decided it was time to get really serious about my, the stuff that was holding me back. Um, so, so, uh, I would say that that piece has been the thing that's been the, the most challenging to, um, release, but, but the work has been really good and it's been life changing and, in terms of the overworking piece, um, I, you know, because I just didn't have the option to do that. I don't think that I really carried that forward. It, w- it was more about less about overworking, more about just the, the root of where that comes from, which is just putting pressure on myself. Mm, and you're just continuing to, is something you're just continuing with like your daily practice and all of yes. that. Like, are there any other like self-development tools that have really helped you? You know, um, I use the app Voxer every day with some of my, my nearest and dearest soul sisters mm. and just being able to voice communicate and voice process with my, my dear friends on a daily basis, just about like whatever it is, we're all kind of doing and working through. Um, that has been a game changer for so many of us. It's like helped us up level in our, not just in our businesses, but just in the way that we approach life and, and, um, our relationship with ourselves. And so I think that's been a really amazing tool. That's and so I hang smart. out with, I hang out with all these awesome coaches too. So that's the other thing. Like, yeah. I, I have, I am so um, blessed to have this circle of very, you know, close friends who are spiritual mentors and, you know, these like these healers and, and teachers. And so I'm, I'm not hanging around with just like your average power posse. <laughs> they're, totally. they're like superheroes. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, um, and, and being able like what you said about being able to just voice what's going on for you. I, I was talking to one of my clients about this the other day. I was like, I believe in therapy. Like, I think, yeah, if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. But the thing with therapy is you're solving your own problems. Right. And sure. you're ta- you're talking, they're asking you the questions, but you're the one that's talking and having the revelations and then leaving and doing the work. Yeah. And you know, the first step is talking about it and letting someone hold the space for you to, you know, to air it out. And that's when you can have those little light bulbs go off and have those little, um, you know, revelations come through. Right. Right. I love that. So what can you say to the moms out there or the wives or the dog moms or anyone that's having a hard time kind of like balancing 
everything, like the business, the life, the marriage, everything. Yeah. I mean, I think the way to really get at that, um, is to, to just like, I, for me, it's like, okay, mission control. Like let's sit down and look at what's happening. You know, like what is happening in the weekly calendar and in my life? What are the priorities? How can I recalibrate these things? Where, what are these priorities tethered to? Are they tethered to uh, joy and upliftment and living the life that I really want to live, which is being fully present for, for, for my own spiritual evolution and evolving and, and also that of the people that I love? Or is it tethered to fear and the sensation of like, if I don't do this, then I won't be worthy or I won't be good? Or um, where, like, what is the root of where these things are coming from on in your story and on your journey? And how can you um, realign your priorities in your schedule to just get, you know, more simplified, uh, clearer, and more aligned, of course, right, mm-hmm. with what your priorities and your what's most important to you? Hundred percent. And so you also do traveling and like events. So first off, how do you balance that with being a mom? And then also just tell us about your events because I'm excited yeah. to hear about them. Thank you. Yeah. So I have. Um, I just make hard decisions about it, right? And so um, already this year, I've turned down a handful of speaking events because I was already traveling in that month and I don't want to be away more than one time a month. Mm -hmm. Um, If I can bring my family with me, then I will try to do that, but it's not always super feasible. But like we have a trip to LA in May and for my mastermind and I was like, uh, the mastermind that I'm a part of. And I I was, I just, I, I didn't want to go without my family. And so we just made it a family trip. So my husband and my daughter are coming and I'm really excited about it. Like I'm really excited to blend life and business um, in that way, family with business and to model that for other moms and to show them that it's possible and doable and all those things and, and not to feel bad about it just to say like, okay, this is going to be obviously a bigger financial commitment, but it's also going to be, um, of greater support to me and the way that I show up in my life and in my business. And so, I can then model that for other people. And it's also co-creative harmony with the universe of the universe being like, oh yeah, this is what she needs in order to be able to serve at the level she's serving at. So everything needs to just ramp up, right? Mm -hmm. Like the abundance just needs to rise up to meet it. Um, So yeah, so I I, I say no, I just say no. You know, there was an event, I I made a decision that I'm not traveling. Um, I mean, you know, maybe if Oprah called, but in June, in (laughs) July, like I'm just... I'm just not getting on a plane. Yeah, I'm not, you know, August too. I'm, I'm hosting an event here in New Hampshire. That's also part of the magic is that I host events where I live yeah. um, because it's much more cost-effective, A. B, I get to infuse um, like life into the economy yes. of where I live. And so, and I love where I live. And so I want to bring people in from all over the country, all over the continent and the world to come see this little beautiful gem in New England because it's, it's magical and it's very unique. And I, and most people are never going to come here. And so if they're going to come here to come to my live event, the Ignite Your Soul Summit, that also means that they're going to help generate more business for, for my local economy and my friends and their businesses and all that. And I just love that so much. And so, um, I also host my mastermind retreat here in the summertime. I don't host my winter retreat in New England because <laughs> I love my masterminders and I wouldn't do that to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it's just, I make just, it's like non-negotiable for me. You know, I turned down a speaking event in July. 
because I live on a lake in New England in July. And so there are literally, you can count the number of weeks in the year that are going to be that magical. And I don't want it like weekends and weeks. Like, I just don't want to miss it. I want to be here for that. Yeah. And the beauty about it is that you get to choose. You really get to decide. And I think so many people out there have a hard time saying no because of that lack mentality that we were talking about, like that fearful, oh, I have to do it because if I don't, then, you know, I'm not going to be relevant or I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. And I said, I'll I'll do it virtually. Like you guys want me to pop on a little video. I'll do it. No problem. Yeah. Happy to do it. But I'm just, I'm just not it. And it's, you know, this is a huge deal because I used to be a people pleaser. Um, I always put everybody else's needs ahead of my own. And it's like, it could move me to tears to just really, truly lean into honoring my sacred self. It's a big deal. It's a, it's literally, when we do this sisters, like it's a revolution. Mm hundred percent. So tell us about some of the other trips you do. Cause I know you have a mastermind group and there's mm-hmm. some, some trips involved with that. What is uh like, tell me about the mastermind and what's included. Yeah. So thanks for asking. So I have uh, my own mastermind uh, program, which is by far and away my most favorite thing in the entire world. And uh, I actually was just on a group coaching call with them just before I came on here. And it, they just are this incredible group of soul-centered women who have really big missions, really big visions about what they want to create, but they're, they're not sure how to do it. And they want to do it in a way that is in integrity, that um, feels like it's, it's their own version of um, conscious growth and expansion. And, um, but they just need help with like strategy and how to, how to do that best. And so, um, I'm, I get in there with them and there's one-to-one coaching. There's obviously, you know, two group calls a month. Um, we have a mastermind retreat and that in-person experience is, you know, like the winter one, we rented a castle in Florida and we had all these women come in and we just spent this sacred weekend together where on the other side of it, they, they literally left changed. It's like, when we give ourselves the gift of carving out time to commit to our own personal development and growth and to co, um, to co-create and to get into the, uh, energetic vortex and field of these other women and souls who are doing the same kind of work. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like world changing because it changes the course of history. Like I know for a fact that me saying yes to myself, like this is the thing that just brings me to my knees me saying yes to myself and walking away from that corporate career, leaving the name on the door, going home, knowing that I was going from literally being a somebody to a nobody. Like my brand did not have any cachet when I started. There was no, like the followers, I started from zero Mm -hmm. and I, I created this thing from scratch. And over the course of these four years that I've been doing this, there have been thousands of women who said yes to themselves in some way that has made a dramatic and indirect impact on their partners, on their babies, on their friends, on their coworkers. Like it, we literally are creating ripple effect that changes the entire world. And I take it so seriously uh, because it's not just about you and me. It's, it's literally about like humanity. So it's like, it's, uh, I always say like, if you want to start a business, it has to be bigger than you. It can't be mm -hmm. just because you want more money or you want more freedom or you want, it's, it can't be about that. It has to be. It's not going to work. It's no, it's it's going to, the, the wind will stop filling the sails very quickly. And this is why, you know, I, um, can call up the energy to go straight for, you know, this two day event and, um, be like dancing and getting after it and, 
singing and, you know, just like bringing a really high level of energy to the event. It's because I'm, I'm so infused with the potency and the power of, of our collective missions. hundred percent. And you really help women come up with their unique, you know, their yes. unique mark in the sand and their unique legacy. So let's talk a bit about like the brands that you support them in creating and you have a beautiful brand as well. So Thank you. how do you kind of walk them through the process of tapping into what makes them unique? Cause I think a lot of people have trouble with being like, Oh, well, you know, and, and they kind of like try to just like do what everyone else is doing, thinking that it's going to be successful. So, and they, they kind of think that they aren't any different or any special or special at all. And mm-hmm. how do you kind of help them tap into that uniqueness? Well, first and foremost, um, I take out the time to listen and to really witness them, you know, not just, uh, not just on like what they filled out in the questionnaire, but like sit with their words and look at their Instagram profile and what they're saying, what pictures they're putting up and like, look into their eyes and feel their heart and feel their energy. Because that's one of my gifts is that I've always been able to feel other people's energy and, and really navigate human emotion in a deep, deep and empathetic way. And so I bring that to my work and the, the beauty is that no two clients are the same, right? There are no two clients are alike. They're all, they all are so unique. They're all their own little snowflakes. And most of the time though, we, we don't know how to see that. And so I teach them how to see that. I teach them how to get excited about their vision and their mission and how to create the sacred container that is going to help them share that with the world while of course making an impact, but an income that is going to also support that, that sacred work in the world too. Because here's the thing, if, if, you know, we didn't make money doing this, then we wouldn't be able to do it. And then we'd have to go Mm -hmm. sign up for a job that is not actually what's in alignment with our soul calling. And so I really, really believe that when we are on the right path, doing our right work in the world, the abundance will, will meet you there. And so most people just say, but how, but how, but how I'm the one that comes in and goes, okay, this is how, and this is how we're going to do it for you Mm -hmm. because you are different than her. And this is why that works for her, but this is why this is going to work for you. hundred percent. I love that. So if someone out there is listening and they're like, uh Oh, like my brand is so blah, (laughs) like what is one tip you can give them to just start being a little bit more authentic today? Um, you know, one of the, one of the places where you can get a lot of clarity is by looking at the things that kind of like piss you off. Mm. And what are the things that like, that just irk you, you know, when you're scrolling through and you're like, she's being fake. Like, I, you know, like when that little voice comes out, when you yeah. get judgy, yeah. um, where is your judgment coming up and out? And then, then like, first of all, soften for like forgiveness, love, acknowledge the fact that she's doing it and give and give love and light to her and gratitude because what she just did was help stir something up in you that you have an opinion and a voice and something to say about. Mm -hmm. And so you can lead with that and you can share, you can share that, um, with the world. And I think the other piece is, um, you know, it's like, get someone to help you. If it's not your expertise, it's like, if I were going to go, um, I mean, goodness, there are millions of things in the world that are not my strength. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, uh, what would be something I'm trying to think outside of the confines of the stuff that I specifically do? Like if I was going to go, okay, here's a good one. I'm awful at keeping plants alive and gardening. And I look out at my yard and I'm like, 
I have no idea. And we have a lot of shade here because we have all these like amazing sister pine trees that I just I love them so much, but it's a tough place to try to grow vegetables or plants or whatever. We planted this whole vegetable garden last summer and not even one thing grew. Like the things that were already pre-sprouted all died. <laughs> like we yeah. chose the wrong place. So so I'm not going to try to do that by myself because I suck at it. So call someone in for help yeah. that is good at it and can lead you down the path and, and shorten your learning and frustration curve. Yeah. And I think I like what you said about just like looking at what other, looking at what other people are doing, not to copy them, but to see like what lights you up, makes what yeah. makes you excited, but like what also <laughs> makes you feel like that is so not me or like that is nothing like what I would say or what I would do. Right. And then um, it just gives you the opposite to go, oh, but this is, and then you talk about that and it's yeah. not in spite of or against that person's thing. It's just you standing in your power and asserting what's really powerful for you. It's almost just like bumping your energy up against someone else's and seeing where the, where the differences are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think too, even just one thing that I always say too to people is like in the copy you're writing, it's like sometimes people just sound so coachy and like, it's like not like, it's like, would you actually talk like that? Like, would you actually talk like that to your best friend? Right. It's like so easy to like sponge up what everyone else is saying, what everyone else is doing. And it's like, but do you actually think that? Or would you actually say that? It, yeah, no, it's true. So, yeah. I've had so copywriters help me with things in the past and I've been like, oh, good Lord, that is not, that's not how I would do that. Exactly. I need to do this myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I love it. So how would you describe your it factor? My it factor. Oh my gosh. What a fun question. I've never been asked that before. <laughs> Um, my it factor is my, it's my heart. It's my love. It's like, it's fierce, which you can probably tell. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, and I will like fight people for themselves. Like I will, um, I don't want to, I don't want to wrestle. I will not like wrestle you for your limitations and argue with you about your limitations. Like if you want to keep that sister, then dude, that's yours. But I will, I will be a mirror for you for how fucking magnificent you are. Mm. and how like just what the possibilities are for your life because I've seen it so many times over that you can literally you can do it and it's it is not going to be easy right it's just that process because you're gonna have to ride the waves with yourself um but it is always worth it and so my my superpower would be that like as you can tell I'm just really convicted and really passionate about it yes I love that and I think well, and you know what? That's actually really good. And I'm kind of about the tough love too. It's like, I'm not buying into your stories that aren't serving you. Um, right. And I won't. I, I won't. And I think that's like the best gift that you can give someone because even when it comes to like sales, for example, someone's like, oh, I can't, I, I can't afford that. It's like, but you can, like, if you know mm-hmm. this is going to help you, I'm like, I, I don't believe you. I literally said that on a sales call yesterday. A gal said, oh, it's like, that's like pretty expensive. And I was like, no, no, no. No. I said, let me, let's, let's work on something right now. Yeah. So the word expensive is, is a choice. And what you're really saying is that's not you taking your business to the next level. Like you just told me you wanted to do is not actually a priority to you right now. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, oh, I've never thought of it like that. And I said, and so that's awesome. Like you are honoring what is a priority to you but I want you to be conscious about the use of that word and what it actually means. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Cause if people, someone says like, oh, I can't afford it. I'm like, well, you could, if you like sold your house, sold your car, like sold your family, <laughs> like you could yeah. afford it, but it's not a priority. It's not a priority to you. Right. Um, but it's like, you know, there's so many, I just feel like there's so many ways to make money energetically. And there's so many like options out there. I don't know. I just, I'm not buying it guys, not buying the excuses. (laughs) So, okay. I love it. So where can everyone find you? Um, I'm over at amberliliestrom.com of course. And I'm also on, I love Instagram. I'm on there a lot. I'm on Facebook. I have a free group called the Y warrior tribe. Uh, And I have a podcast called the Amber Liliestrom show. Amazing. And we're going to link everyone there. But before we go, we're going to do a little segment called Manic Moments and Manifesting, where we share our last meltdown that we had (laughs) and the last thing that we manifested. So I'll go first. You can think of yours. Okay. So I had a major food binge last night and I was like in a good mood. Like I had just like came back from the Porsche store and I was like feeling really happy and excited. And I was, we went out for dinner and everything went sideways. I was so hungry. We got like yam fries. We got wings. We got, what else did we get? We got like these sushi cones and then we got meals on top of that. (laughs) I drank two glasses of wine and a sangria. And then I got home and proceeded to eat like three squares of chocolate and some sour candies, which I probably shouldn't even have in the house. But I don't know what I'm like, I think it was like a self-sabotage situation because I'd like just put money down on my car and I was like all like excited and happy and maybe like a little upper limit situation and just binged like crazy and watched Gossip Girl. So learning nice. lesson, <laughs> learning <my laughs> slowly, but <laughs> maybe I'll do better next time. So that was it. my last manic moment. How about mm. you? Um, I had uh, what I'm now affectionately referring to as a PTB, a perfectly timed breakdown. Mm. Um, the week before my, like very early in the week prior to my summit. So it was like on Tuesday. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I am so spot on with the timing of this because I'm like getting it out of the system on like well over a week before. (laughs) And I just like freaked out about all the things I needed to do. I I reached in the bag for all the old coping mechanisms of like, oh, I need to worry about money. I need to worry about like, I just, I was just being crazy. And the part about it that um, is like hilarious is that I consciously knew that like not most of what I was vibrating on and, and practicing like wasn't even true. But I was like, like a kid having a temper tantrum, like I still needed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what did I manifest? I manifested, um, well, first and foremost, just amazing support from a couple of friends that I hadn't reached out to in that way before and like let them support me in a like intimate and loving way. And it was really beautiful. And it was like, it was nice. I just felt like, wow, like these aren't even like the go-to people that I typically would reach out to, but they just supported me. And it just made me feel so abundant in terms of like friendship and love and support. And they were all like, girl, like, good job. Like, this is like perfect timing. Like, it's all going to be amazing. And I was like, you're so right. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, um, the next day, I, it made me kind of get into motion on some other things that I need to get into motion on. And then I had a, a new masterminder join the next day. And it was like, I just had to clear the decks of all of the, like the, the blocks and the energetic chaos that was kind of keeping the channels closed down mm-hmm. and like cry my way through it and, and just like the sort of like just flood it all open. And, um, the flow and the joy and just even like today I had a bunch of, um, 
weird scheduling things happen where things were just getting like canceled left and right all day. And it just gave me this whole morning to just go play with my daughter and go get juice with her and like just play and just go for a run and play. And I, and I was like, I just needed to play. And so God was just giving me more space to play. I love that when the universe gives me cancellations, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Secretly, if I, sometimes I'll be like, depends like, well, you need to give me more notice next time. But then I'm secretly like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go have a nap. (laughs) Um, so good. Okay. So my manifesting had nothing to do with my meltdown, but I had a dream. Maybe it did because of all of my like sugar, like binge. I had like a crazy dream and Veronica's dad from Riverdale. If you don't know, if you don't watch Riverdale, he was also in all my children named Mateo. His name is Mark Consuelos. He's married to what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Kelly, Kelly Ripa. Ripa. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had, he was in my dream last night. So weird. And then I saw him at the gym today. So I thought that was really, oh my gosh, it's so funny. (laughs) I didn't know that they they live there. That's weird. Well, they film here. Yes. Okay. So they film Riverdale here. I don't think Kelly Ripa doesn't come because she has her like New York stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah. So he's here filming and yeah, all the Riverdale, all the Riverdalers are, are at the gym. I see Archie and Veronica frequently. Wow. <laughs> You're basically a celebrity. Uh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, this was so high vibe and so fun. I want to thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you want to share before we let everyone zip off? No, I just think, you know, you're such a beautiful example of like just doing you boo. And, um, I think girlfriends, you know, like the only, the only person keeping you from living the life and literally experiencing the moments you want to experience, like in the, in the, the most like simple way is you and, oh, and not, and I don't say that as a way to judge yourself. I say it as a way to like laugh at yourself and go, oh my gosh, that's right. I'm just creating the story and life literally is meant to be joyful and fun. Mm -hmm. And let's just, let's like leave this listening to this today and just go have fun. That's my invitation to everyone listening to this and to us right now. Go have fun (laughs) and share it with your sisters. Yes. I love that. That's so, so great. Well, thank you so much. This has been so great and you gave so many amazing tips and inspiration. So we'll definitely keep in touch and we'll chat soon. Thank you, love. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker Girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at theshockergirlco.com and follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at theshockergirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.